another episode of the Agile Weekly Podcast. I'm Jade Meskill. I'm Drew Lasweer. I'm Derek Neighbors. And I'm Roy Vanderwater. So guys, uh, I wanted to talk about um, a hypothetical situation where uh, what if the team that you're working in has lost its motivation? Uh, you know, you find yourself in, a, in a, a coaching role, a mentoring role, and the people that you're working with just seem to have lost all their energy, um, you know, really not making any forward progress. Uh, what, what would you do if faced with that situation? So I'm thinking maybe uh, something, an activity, or something to spark the joy that they maybe once had in that. So I don't know what that would be, but try to get them to remember the joy that they had at one time. So to me, I think it depends. Like, do I, do I know why, what's causing it? Is it that they're just, you know, working a ton of hours? Is it that they're only working on defects? Is it that they don't understand uh, the product in the market? Is it that nobody's adopting the product? Like, they hate what's, the people they're working with. Yeah, like what, what's, what's the... <laughs> they hate their coach. What, what, what are some of the symptoms sure. or potential causes? So let's say that they're working a, a sustainable pace. You know, nobody's, nobody's uh, burning the midnight oil or anything like that. Um, they have a, a reasonable idea of where they're supposed to be going. Um, they just don't seem to be really excited about going there. So, I mean, I, I think some of it is, uh, you know, I think motivation is this kind of, uh, like, tricky thing that, you know, you have to really buy into it. So if they're, they're not motivated in going there, I'm assuming that it's one of two reasons. Either um, that where they're being asked to go really doesn't have a lot of meaning, and they actually know that, um, and their way of actualizing that is by disengagement. Um, the other possibility is that where they're going is meaningful, um, but whoever is asking them to go there hasn't done a good job of providing that meaning in enough detail to get them um, kind of excited about the journey. So I think if uh, people if people aren't excited about the direction that something is going or where it's going, the barrier that it creates for them to actually be engaged um, can become to the point where it's significant enough you can't overcome it. Uh, some of that depends on the people. Some people are fairly excitable. It doesn't take a whole lot to get them excited about going somewhere. And some people are real sticks in the mud, and you really have to fight, um, maybe even on a daily basis, to keep them going in a direction. But I would probably say, if that was the case, I would start with um, asking myself, Do does this team really have a compelling vision and reason for going where they're going? And if the answer is yes, um, start doing something to get them down the path of realizing the impact of the work they're doing. Um, and until, you, until I could do that, there's probably not a, a lot of tricks I could do that would last more than a week or so, right? So I might be able to temporarily engage them in something, but... And the, the truth is, you know, okay, like, let's work on this fun new thing for a little bit. Well, as soon as the funness wears off, then we're right back to where we started. So I think it's always got to be the root of they've got to believe where they're going. Was it my turn? Is that what you guys are staring at me? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any opinions. Not in this case. <laughs> That's a lie. Uh, well. <laughs> uh, okay, so... <clears throat> Let's let's imagine that uh, you know we we've tried a few of the things to like boost the energy, and you know like like Derek said it's it's had a short term positive effect, 
Uh, but it's, it's kind of worn down and, and now we're out of tricks and, uh, we, this team still says that that's the direction that they still want to go in the direction that they're heading. At least, at least that's what they say on the surface. Um, is it, is it okay, uh, to have a season where you're not making a whole lot of progress? Well, I would say that if if the team was not making forward momentum, the answer is no. But I think it's okay to say maybe for this particular thing, hey, if we're not making progress in this, we're not moving forward uh, with this particular thing, and none of us can be energized to get behind it. Maybe we say, hey, for right now, yeah, we believe that's a good way, a good direction to be going and something that's worth doing. Uh, but if we can't find the motivation to do it, Maybe we need to move into, hey, what are we? What what does motivate us? What what where is somewhere we want to go? Um, and maybe we go through that until we get, you know, out of whatever that funk is. Meaning sometimes maybe you need a distraction. Maybe it's a week. Maybe it's a day. Maybe it's a month to to basically be re-energized back to, um, you know, kind of to level set. Right. Sure. Is that is that? Do you run the risk of uh, kind of chasing the new shiny? Yeah, I think that I think that most teams that's their problem, right? Is um that they don't really understand where and why they're going somewhere. So they think they do, but they don't actually know. So when the rubber hits the road and you get to the what I'd call the grind or the hard part or the dip as Seth Godin would say, right? I think it becomes like, "Ooh, well this is like, mm, yeah, this isn't so great. It's not so shiny, it's not so fun." And I know I really want it, but I don't really want it bad enough to push forward, right? And, and I think that it, at that point, you either have to decide, hey, am I going to go a different direction, right? But you run the risk of, do you constantly just run the other direction when you hit the dip? Um, or do you say, I'm going to have to push through. I'm going to have to do that. And I think sometimes, to me, I think, you know, maybe that's where a coach, maybe that's where external factor, maybe it's a jerk on the team, somebody who, who kind of pushes that issue and says, like, one or the other, uh, go. I mean, I, I can talk a little bit, you know, maybe from an analogy perspective. I've, I've got a daughter that plays pretty uh, high-level competitive soccer, and I think she just kind of lost, I don't say her interest. I mean, I think if I asked her, yeah, I still want to play on the U.S. Women's National Team, but you know what, like, it's a lot of work. I'm spending four hours a night, four nights a week doing this, playing on the weekends, and I'm getting screamed at, and, you know, it's emotionally difficult and everything else. And, you know, I kind of told her, I said, why don't you just quit? Like, I mean, you know, maybe this is, why don't you take a break for a while and you just play high school soccer and don't do that? And she thought, no, I really don't want to. I'm like, well, you know, you're not performing, you're not having this. Um, and, you know, she got a new coach, and um, this particular coach uh, is kind of a role model for her, played on the U.S. women's national team, is very, um, can kind of speak her language, and uh, was really hard on her and pulled her aside and said, like, look, if you really, if you really truly want this, like, what you're currently putting in, you will never get there. So, you know, you are telling me you want this, I'm going to sit you on the bench, and I will not play you until you show me that that's what you really want. And it took her about two weeks of a lot of weeping, gnashing of teeth, and you know, and now she's like more committed than ever. So I, I think sometimes that you you have to look into the fire and say, is this what I really want? And if it is, you know, how how do I dig into that deeper level to get there? Right. The problem is that that's deeply personal, right? Like it's very right. difficult to do that at a team level. But is that part of the problem of a, of a team who's motive, who's lost their motivation that? at a personal level, they haven't dealt with those things. And so, especially if many of the people on the team are in that same situation, 
it's a lot easier to just avoid it, right? And focus on some of the surface level things that are going on instead of really, really digging down and saying, okay, is this really what I want? Am I willing to cry about this and get, and get really upset and, you know, and finally work my way through it at a personal level. And now I can deal with it at a team level. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it too is usually what I see happening in in those aspects are there's some level of sacrifice involved, right? Like, so in my daughter's case, look, I can't spend the night in anybody's house on Friday and Saturday because I've got games all weekend. I'm, you know, really, I I get no sleep because by the time I get home from soccer practice, it's eight or nine o'clock at night. By the time I eat and I do my homework, it's 11 o'clock at night and I have to be back up at five o'clock in the morning. You know, all of these things are like, look, I'm missing all this other stuff. And so every day it's a decision do I do this or do I do that? And the this is an immediate. Spending the night with my friends is immediate satisfaction and I had a great time spending the night with my friends. Training and going to the game does not have immediate satisfaction. Okay, whether I win that game or lose that game, I'm not going to try out for the women's national team for four more years. So I have to learn how to delay my gratification on what I'm putting sacrifice for for a, a significant amount of time. And I think um, as individuals and especially teams, that's usually where it's at. It's I have to make this decision of do I piss this person off or do I miss out on this thing or do I do this right now today, right, for something that like I don't even know if it's actually attainable. Like I don't even know if we can actually get there. And, and I think that, you know, yeah, that's deeply personal stuff. And then I think it cascades, it complicates because you can't do any of those things by yourself. So in my daughter's case, you know, it's, it's pretty much on her probably to, to be able to make a national team or not, right? But if it, you're talking a company or you're talking a team or you're talking a product, one person can't deliver a product. One person can't deliver whatever. So it's, you know, now you're lying faith in other people to, to push through whatever they're going through as well. So what... What could we recommend for a team that's maybe facing this uh, this crisis of faith uh, in wherever it is that, that they're heading? Um, you know, what is it that we could encourage them to to try to do to work through a lot of the the personal issues before they can even bring it to the team and work through kind of the probably have to rework through the you know forming storming norming again uh, after you've you've dealt with this kind of internal issue. Yeah, so just chase the new shiny. It's a lot easier than doing the work. <laughs> it's more fun, too. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think on a, a personal level, I mean, I think each person on a team has to take assessment of where they're at, where they want to be, um, and do they really want do they really want to go whatever uh, direction the, the team's looking to do as a product or, or whatnot and say, you know, is this something I can get an alignment on? And, and I think if the answer is yes... Um, then I, I think that they have to look back to everybody else on the team that, that is in the same boat and then say, how do we help each other get there, right? How do we hold ourselves to be accountable? And I see this a lot a lot of times. I, I like my sports analogies. I see this a lot of times on uh, teams too. I mean, uh, you know, one of the, the premier teams that I, I coached for a long time, they really had this, this whole concept of be excellent, right? And so what they would do is they really hold each other to that standard that if they weren't, you know, if somebody passed somebody a ball that wasn't a great ball, they'd say like, look, I, I demand excellence. I demand excellence. And it wasn't a rude thing. It was a, look, we're all going to remind each other that if we really want to win a state championship, we have to be at a level that n- we're only as good as our weakest pass. Like it only takes one failure in defense to give up a goal. And it only takes missing one shot to not 
score a goal. And in this sport, it's a difference of one goal when you're at that level. So we have to demand that of each other. And so, I mean, I think for there, it's, you know, kind of making that internal commitment to each other, right? To say, you know, hey, if, we, if we're all making the personal commitment to this, now we need to make the team commitment to that same thing, right? Whatever that level is. Um, I don't want to say so you have accountabilities, but so that you have um, kind of the responsibility or the ability to um, help each other uh, to, to that level. Right? Yeah. And if, if you're not in alignment on those things, right. it's going to be very difficult to, to do that. Right. If, if a few people on the team are pushing in that direction, they, I think it's going to be very abrasive to the rest of the people who, right. who aren't on board with that. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so what happens if, uh, if people don't want to get on board or go through that, you know, that trial, yeah, I mean, I think it, it goes, I mean, if, if nobody on the team wants to do that, then obviously the team needs to find what they do want, right? It's something that aligns to their personal uh, piece. If, if you know, you've got part of the team does, part of the team doesn't, you know, do you split into two teams? Do, you know, if it's, you know, one or two people, you know, does it make sense? Like, uh, you know, and, and I've seen this happen, going back to this person, there's uh, LeBron James would be a great example of this. Like, hey, Cleveland Cavaliers, we're not going to win a national championship. I want a national championship. I'm willing to take less money to go somewhere where I can win a national championship because for me, that's what's the most important thing. Being the, you know, superstar or the highest paid or whatever, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, you know, a ring because that's what I'm getting criticized for. That's what, what I'm interested in and, and I make that move. So, I mean, I think that, um, and that's not saying that necessarily the other people on the Cavaliers didn't want it, but I mean, they're, they're, General they weren't willing to leave willing, to do it. Right? Well, well, their their general management wasn't willing to spend the money to get the other supporting cast members to do it. Right. right. So, um, you know, I you know I, th- I think that that's part of it too. You know, when you're dealing with you know skills gaps or other things, sometimes you have to say like, you know, hey, if we really want to get to here or we're trying to achieve this, you have to be realistic of like, okay, what does that mean for each person on the team? What do they have to do to be able to help the team get there? Right. And at that point, they might say, like, look, I, you know, I'm not good enough to be on this team. I need to be on another team and make, make do with that, or I need to step up my game, or I need to get a personal trainer, or I need to, like, whatever that thing is, right? Or that, hey, I want to be on a team that travels more. That's what's important to me. I don't care if we win games, or maybe I'm just trying to get recruited for college, and so I want to be on a team. I don't care if they're any good or not from that standpoint. I don't care if they want to say championship. I just want to be seen by college coaches, right? Whatever your goal is, I think I think that's that's really it, is if you don't have personal alignment, yeah. it's impossible to be on a team. That has team alignment. Yeah, and I was, I was going to say I, that's the reoccurring theme that that I keep hearing through this whole discussion is if you don't know what you want, it's it's going to be impossible to work together as a collective to get what you want. Right. So, uh, you out there in uh, in listener land, uh, if you've been through some of this similar journey, uh, please share with us on our on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear uh, some of the experiences that you have or techniques that you uh, use to to work through an issue like this. Uh, Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll catch you next time. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integramtech.com slash podcast where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Integram Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integramtech.com or subscribe on iTunes. Need help with your Agile transition? 
Have a question and need to phone a friend? Try calling the Agile Hotline. It's free. Call 866-244-8656.